John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. Then Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Let me pray here for a moment. Uh, Lord, I would ask right now in Jesus' name that you would, by the power of your Spirit, be present here in the next several minutes and make this come alive to us. Lord, I, I feel your heart's desire to set your people free from every, every thing, every memory, every emotion that would keep us in bondage. And so, Lord, I pray that freedom would reign here. Lord, by the power of your Spirit, let freedom reign here, Lord God. Just let it happen here, Lord. I can't do it with words, but you can do it with the Spirit using my words. And so, Spirit of God, be sovereign here. Open our hearts, Lord. Tenderize us. Open our ears. Help us to focus and be glorified here. We pray in your name. Amen. Let me start by saying this. Several years ago, I guess it was four or five years ago now, I, I was doing a, a family Bible camp uh, retreat. I was the speaker at a family Bible camp retreat up in northern Minnesota. And I took my family up with me on this retreat. And one evening as we were, uh, had gotten done with an evening service, the kids were all out in the courtyard. There, it was late at night, about 10 o'clock or so, and there's a big, big one of these like, street lamps above it, creating a, a little space of light. And the kids were all playing freeze tag. You know that game where the person who is quote-unquote it touches, touches you, and if, if, if they get you, then you're frozen. You can't move until somebody who's not it touches you, and they say, unfrozen, and, and then you're unfrozen. So the, the person who's it says, frozen, and then, you gotta, you know, then you're solid. And then the person who, who's not it can touch you, and then you say, unfrozen. And the job is to try to get everyone frozen. And the kids were all playing that out in this, this courtyard, and, and, and my three kids were playing there including my little boy. My little boy was maybe six or seven at the time. He was one of the younger kids present there. He couldn't run that fast, so he was getting tagged an awful lot. But he liked it because it gave him some attention, and, and you know, he could holler, hey, somebody unfreeze me, and someone would come along and unfreeze him. But at one point, for whatever reason, he got tagged way out on the parameter of this light, where it was kind of dark. And the guy who was there touched him, and he was frozen. So he starts hollering, hey, somebody come and unfreeze me. But because he was outside of the light, and he was kind of away from where the action was, the game sort of evolved in a different direction, no one noticed him. And he was all by himself there. And so at first he was you know, kind of happy, saying, hey, you guys, come and freeze me over here, over here. But everyone was screaming and running around, having fun, laughing, and, and they just didn't notice him. And in time, his, his cry became a little more concerted. You guys! I'm over here. Of course, he's a good kid. Who's gonna, most of the kids would cheat. They'd kind of sneak over, you know. But Nathan's a seven-year-old, rule-abiding kid, and so he, he's not going to move a muscle, you know. The rules say don't move, so he's frozen there. And um, he's like, over here. I'm over here. Somebody coming. Come on. I want to play in the game. I want to get back in the game. I'm tired of being frozen. Someone come and touch me. And I'm watching this game happen, and no one is going over to touch him. So at some point, I decide it's time for Dad to join the freeze tag game. So I jump in there and I start playing and I run over to Nathan and I go over and I touch him on the shoulder and I say, unfrozen. And he goes, thanks, Dad, I thought I'd be here forever. <laughs> and he gets back in the game that they're playing. I thought about that event this last week. Um, 
We were praying for a young lady. Uh, some people on the, on the prayer team and myself were praying for a young lady who is a fine young lady, ordinary, normal young lady, a good Christian lady, uh, just got a good life, you know, a good family and everything. But she shared with us this. It feels to her like she's missing out on the game of life. That's how she phrased it. There's something that is blocking her ability to enter fully into the game of life. She can do what everyone else does, but she feels like something on the inside is missing. She doesn't cry. She doesn't feel things deeply. Uh, in worship service, people can get blessed, but she just has never felt the love of God. And, and it doesn't really, there's something she says that is just, and this is her word, something that's just frozen, something that just can't get, get loose inside of her, and she feels like the game of life is going on without her, and she's missing a significant portion of it. And it didn't seem to her that counseling has really gone very far. There's a blockage that is there. And so she wanted us to pray for her. And we gathered around her and spent about an hour just praying. And as we were praying, I got to this picture of this freeze tag game um, uh, in my mind. And I could see the whole scene with the light and the kids playing and whatnot. And out on the parameter, there was a little kid uh, hollering for somebody to come and unfreeze me. I want to play the game. I want to get involved in it again. I don't like being out here in the darkness. I want to come into the light. But it wasn't my son that was saying it this time. It was this young lady. And somewhere, somewhere, somehow along the line in her life, someone who was it or something that was quote-unquote it had touched her. She'd been touched in a way that she shouldn't have been touched, and it froze her there. And now, 20, 30 years later, she's still crying for somebody to get to un come and unfreeze her. It turns out that what had happened, and we didn't get to everything in, the, in this prayer time, but I think we were getting towards the major issue. The Lord was directing our prayer time. But one of the things that had happened, the major thing that had happened with this, this lady is that she had had some serious losses. It wasn't that anyone had done anything immoral to her, not that she knew about, but that life, things had happened to her along life's way where she had this lost some people that she loved very dearly. They had died on her, her parents, a boyfriend, and things of that sort. And somehow along the way, she had gotten frozen in the message that when you love, it hurts profoundly. And she had a very young person's belief that if, if she suffered one more loss of someone that she loved, it would utterly, utterly destroy her. And so to, to survive, just to live, to go on living, she had gotten frozen in this covenant with herself that she wasn't going to let herself love like that anymore. She wasn't going to love deeply anymore. She wasn't going to feel deeply anymore. She couldn't take it if she lost one other person. And what we had to do was to invite the Lord Jesus Christ to come and enter into that, that uh, situation, that frozen, little, scared girl who didn't want to die over suffering one more loss, and to have the Lord say, unfrozen. You can be freed from that. You're stronger now. I'm with you now. I will never leave you or forsake you, unfrozen. Get back in the game of life. You see, it's possible for us to, to grow in every area, uh, but to have an area one area or two or five that just get frozen. We've been talking about growth uh, last week, and, and it happens that you can grow in so many areas, but there's one part of you that for some reason you just can't get over. It's just, it's always there. It doesn't seem to change. It's a part of your identity. It's a little kid sometimes who's just frozen out on the parameter of, of the, the game of life, and the kid is really saying, I want to be unfrozen. 
And what needs to happen for that person to go forward and growing is for the Lord to come in and to see this now coming over like I did with my boy in that game and just saying, because of my love, you're unfrozen. We need to understand this. The Lord wants us free. He wants us unfrozen. As we said last week, he wants us running in the game of life and running with all the passion and all the fervor that we have. He wants us running and laughing and crying and jumping deeply. He wants us to be fully the people that he created us and saved us to be. And what that means is freedom. Freedom is almost synonymous with salvation. The Bible says that you shall know the truth. And what shall the truth do? Well, it's not just a piece of information. The truth shall set you free. For freedom, Paul says this in Galatians chapter 1, for freedom Christ has set us free. Why did he set us free? Well, so that we'd be free. And then Paul says in, in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore stand fast. Stand fast. Plant your footing. Get your rooting in the freedom of Jesus Christ. Don't equivocate on that. Pursue that freedom. Live in that freedom. Breathe that freedom. The Lord wants us free. In Luke chapter 4, verse 18, he says this, I have been anointed by God to proclaim release to the captives and to set the oppressed free. That's who the Lord is. That's what he wants to do in each one of our life. The Lord lives as our advocate. The Lord lives as our, as our mediator. And he does it in order to set us free, to come against in our life anything that would hold us back from being the full people of God that he wants us to be. The Lord wants to come and unfreeze us from any any emotion that would tyrannize over us, from any memory that would tyrannize over us. He wants us free from every form of bondage, free from every form of addiction, free from every oppressive fear that we might have, free from oppressive worries that we might have, free from oppressive guilt that we might be carrying with us. He wants us free. We so often get used to the bondage in our life that we carry it with us, and we think, oh, well, that's just life. But it's not just life. It would just be life if there was no Jesus Christ, but Jesus Christ is real, and he's your Savior, and he's your husband, he's your lover, he's your God, and he wants to set you free. He wants to set you free this morning. He wants to unfreeze you this morning. And you see, all the freedom that we're ever going to have, you have already. You don't have to try hard to get more freedom. When you are a regenerate person, a person who believes in Jesus Christ, you say yes to his invitation to eternal salvation. He places in you the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible says that because you're a believer, you are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. It's all there from the start. You're seated with Christ in heavenly places. It's all there from the start. You are loved with a, with a richness and, and, a, and a splendor that can never be improved. It's all there from, from the start. You are set free. It's all there right from the start. But you see, you receive Christ as a 20-year-old, perhaps, and a 20-year-old knows the truth and is set free. But it can happen that in your life there is back aways somebody who's frozen, who needs to get the good news and to be touched and to be unfrozen. A young lady, a young lady very gifted athletically, just was very gifted athletically, um, but you know, dad was too busy uh, earning dollars to ever go to one of her gymnastics meets. Just never got that there. And she'd come back and report all that she did and be like, oh, that's nice. Brothers, her brothers got a good deal of attention for their athletic ability, though they never accomplished what she accomplished. But the guy never got around to going to one of her gymnastics meets, even when she made it to state. And this young lady was very uh, 
gifted intellectually. She could just, she was precocious. She had a 3.8 average. But you know, dad was just a little too busy to ever really notice that, to ever really affirm that, to ever really dream dreams with her. Never had a chance to dream dreams. Gee, what could you be with a brain like this? What, how could God use you? You don't dream dreams. You know, you're a girl, and girls are supposed to get married and go on like that. And, and, and there's nothing affirming of, 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 of your mind. The possibility of going to college or whatever. This is a young lady who at the age of six or whatever would do cartwheels trying to get dad's attention and she could say the alphabet backwards with each cartwheel and never got dad's attention. And somewhere along the line, there was a need that she had that she didn't get and it froze her. She just frozen in that cartwheel saying, look at me, look what I can do, look what I can say, look what I know, and never got it. And 20 years later, she's still frozen in that position. The rest of her life goes on. The game of life goes on. But she still hasn't heard this frozen little girl that just wants a man's attention, a male's attention. And she finds herself constantly doing things to get someone's approval, some man's approval. Finding herself unable to ever say no to a man. The kid is frozen inside of there. And what she needs to hear is the Lord Jesus Christ come and say, you know what? You got my attention and you don't need to do cartwheels to do it. You got my attention. I'm delighted over you just because you're you. And I just think it's great the mind that you've got, the abilities that you've got. I put them there and I just delight in watching them there. And you don't need to, you don't need to, to try to get my attention. You got it. You got all the attention you're ever going to need. And say, unfrozen. But you see, until the little kid gets the good news, you keep on trying. You keep on there. There's something more deeper than reason. In reason, see, this person could say, you know what? I don't need to be doing this. I don't need to be doing this. But bam, she falls back into it. And all the do's and the don'ts and the shoulds and the oughts in the world aren't going to do anything until the kid gets the good news. Jesus wants to unfreeze her. We've all got some issues like that. A young man, young man, it's amazing how resilient these these, these things can be. A young man is uh, in third grade in Pee Wee Baseball, third grade Pee Wee Baseball, championship game, last out of the last inning, he's up to bat, bases are loaded, they're one run behind. He could hit a single and become a hero and maybe that'd be encouragement to go on to the major leagues or something, but instead he strikes out and they lose the championship because of him. And Everyone's ashamed, and dad is ashamed, and dad lets him know. How many times did I tell you to keep your eye on the ball? Is that too much to ask? And something like that, when it happens to you when you're in third grade, just traumatizes your life, because this is the person who's got the authority to define who you are, and now it's clear that you're a failure. Traumatized, frozen. Frozen in a covenant that says, okay, I've got to hit a home run. I've got to hit the hit one for the old man. And 30 years later, what you find is a workaholic who's still trying to hit the home run. Still trying to do all the get-rich-quick schemes. Trying to, someday I'm going to be somebody. Someday I'm going to impress him. Someday I'm going to impress everybody. You'll see. You'll, you'll wait. I'm going to come through. Still trying to hit a home run for the old man. Frozen in that posture. And all of the, everyone in the world can say, you know what, you don't need to be working so hard. You ought to spend more time with your wife. You ought to be doing this. Why do you spend all your money on these get-rich-quick schemes? But until the kid gets unfrozen, until he can hear the Lord come in and saying, you know what? Striking out doesn't mean a thing. It doesn't mean nothing. It doesn't mean a thing. I love you. I don't care if you, I don't care if you strike out every time you're up at the bed. I'm going to love you no matter what. I'm there for free, and you don't need to hit a home run to impress me. Unfrozen. Until that happens, you see, there's something that very deep is going to be going on. That's going to be crippling you. They're little limbs. You're functional. You go on in life. It's not like you're a basket case, but there's a limp. There's, the kid's not caught up with the rest of you. Young lady, overweight, 
never can get a date. What she does get is ridicule and comments and whispers behind the back as she walks down the hall of her senior high school. And at some point, she gets frozen in this and traumatized in this, and she makes a, a covenant with herself that she's not going to be fat any longer. She can't stand food. She just declares war on food. And 15 years later, she's starving to death, but she still sees herself as fat. Why? Because there's a kid in there that's frozen that says, I don't want to be fat. Or a young man who, whose parents divorce and, 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 at, a, at a tender age and, and uh, he panics about that because he doesn't think he's ever going to see dad again. And 20 years later, he's still living in this panic mode thinking that if you love somebody, they leave, so you've got to control them. You gotta, he's a compulsive controller. And no one's even allowed to have their own opinions because that might mean that they'll disagree and it might mean that they leave because mom and dad disagreed and they left. Or a young lady who was a, at, at a young age was sexually abused by a brother and she's frozen and traumatized in that and gets the message that, that somehow the way that her job in life is to, is to please men sexually. Or maybe she gets the opposite message and she's afraid of sex. And what each of these people need to hear and what we all need to hear is and, and need to see vividly and picture in our mind is, is that playground where the game of life is going on and the kid is on the corner saying, will someone come and unfreeze me? And to see the Lord come in there and say, you know what, I would never touch you like that. I love you for free and it has nothing to do with your sensuality. Your sexuality is a beautiful thing. I made it. But that's not your identity. And, and, and give back that innocence because of his love. Or to go to the person who's overweight and, 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 and hear the Lord say, you know what? I love you. I don't care if you're round. I don't care if you're thin. I don't care. That is so irrelevant. I love you for free. I love you for free. You don't need this strategy anymore. <laughs> Hallelujah. You don't need this strategy anymore. Praise the Lord. And sometimes it's not just kids who get frozen. Sometimes it's adults who get frozen. You get traumatized in something. Whenever things, see, God created us to be a certain way. And whenever something happens that was alien to the soul, the way the soul was meant to be, there's a lesion. It's like, you, you know, if, if you get, if you get uh, pierced physically, you go into a state of shock. Well, if you get pierced emotionally or spiritually, you go into a state of shock. And you can't move. You can't move. You're frozen there. And, and, and you take on these survival techniques and 20 years later, you don't need them any longer, but you still have them there. And it can happen as adults. A young lady I knew, a wonderful Christian godly lady, got married and things got bad for a period of time, and she ended up having an affair one time. I think that minimizes it. That's a bad thing. But 10 years later, she was so traumatized by the thought that she could ever do this. How could she have fallen into this? Then now she, can't, she doesn't make eye contact with a man. As soon as you come around her, she gets all nervous and she looks the other way and, and, and just doesn't, she's afraid of ever even talking with a man. That's not freedom. That is bondage. Living in an adultery avoidance mode is not godly. It's good to avoid adultery, but to live in this fear, this perpetual fear, that is not of God. And what God wants her to do is to enter into healthy relationships, one where she is secure. And it has to do with this, inviting the Lord into her life as a 22-year-old where she's frozen in the trauma of her own sin. And hear the Lord say, you know what? I'll walk with you through this. You're forgiven. You're released. We can work on this. And to receive the love of God that says, unfrozen, unfrozen, time to get back into the game of life. The Lord wants us free. The Lord wants us free, living in the full reality that he came, he died to give us. Playing in the game of life with all the passion that we have to bring to the table. 
And the enemy tries to assault the different memories, the different experiences that we have, to aggravate them, to cause them pain, to traumatize us, to freeze us. So we don't move on. I, I have, as I said several times in the last several weeks, the, the area that I've been getting unfrozen on, and, and you know, I've been unfrozen in a couple of areas, and it just seems like then, then there's a time to discover another one. And that's okay, we got eternity, so take your time on this. But it was just somewhere along the line getting the message that if I can't get it, or if I might not get it, I will not need it. If I can't get it, or if I might not get it, I won't need it. Because it hurts too much to be disappointed, especially when it comes to love. And there's a, out on the rim of this courtyard where there is no light, there's a kid there that is saying, well, someone come and unfreeze me. Um, I, I, frozen in a self-sufficiency. And uh, see, the thing is, it looks, it looks together, doesn't it? It looks like, whoa, this person, you know, people need me, but I don't need them. And, and just you got together, you know, always going along. But you know what? That's a form of bondage. We do need each other. You're supposed to need people. You can't have a genuine, loving, intimate relationship unless you need that person. You don't, you know, it's not the same need as needing Jesus Christ, but we need to be vulnerable to one another. But you can't move in that, and you can't grow in that if there's this kid that's always frozen saying, okay, you can come this close and no further, okay? Because I, you know, I, you might leave me, or you might not give it to me, or whatever, and it's better not to need someone than to need them and then not have them. And what the Lord has been doing with me is just coming down and saying, unfrozen, you don't need that strategy any longer. Get out there and let people in, and get in the game of life and start living it fully. One final point about this, and it comes right on the tail, spin, uh, the tail end of what I just told you about what God's been doing in my life, and it's this. The Lord, the Lord is the one who says unfrozen, but the Lord wants us to use each other to be unfrozen. We do need each other. You need people that are on the inside. I'm just seeing that like I've never seen it before. You need people, you know, sometimes we even need close friends to notice the areas that we're frozen in. To say, you know what, there's something here that there's something there's something wrong here, and then to have them love us. The Lord uses us in the body of Christ, friends that are there, to come into our life and say, "Unfrozen." That's one of the ways He does it. This morning, I'm going to pray that as we take communion now, we, we celebrate the death of the Lord, His His broken body and His shed blood, and what all that is saying is how much He loves us, how much He loves us. All acts of being unfrozen are nothing other than the love of Jesus Christ coming into our life. What traumatizes us is our need for love when we don't get it. What frees us is letting the love of Jesus Christ now seep into this crevice in our soul and to touch that frozen kid or that frozen adult that, that is there.